Welcome to Essie's Hour of Love. Is Jamie going to think that's too soft? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, our editor, told me that I'd been playing down my intro lately, which I had been because <laughs> makes me Grace terribly uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Grace? I'm good. Yeah. I've invaded Grace's cleaning time right now. We're so, mid clean. Yeah, so we're being short and snappy with you're our seeing, intro. You're seeing what the uh, the inside of the darkness really looks like. The darkness, the cleanest apartment I've ever seen that constantly <laughs> is the cleanest apartment I've ever seen. Yeah. Life goals. Uh, okay, so this week we've got episode 48, Woo-hoo. Jess Books, who I think sounds like me a little bit on the recording. She de- well, yeah. She's so it Australian. Might, it might be confusing. <laughs> it might be. But Do you um, think all the Americans will just shut it off, just give up halfway through? No, because I don't like to stereotype race. <laughs> <laughs> but just so everyone knows, I had a little cold. Just a while, bit. While I was recording he had a, this. he had a man cold. That is Grace's <laughs> way of saying that I was complaining about having a cold, which <clears throat> I thought was really unfair. <laughs> All right, so Jess Fuchs is Australian. Yeah. She is a stand-up comedian, but she also has her own podcast called Expert Schmexpert, which I love, <laughs> where she has a guest come on and speak to they her, talk tell about, yes, talk, yes. stuff that they aren't really experts in, but they know probably more than the average Joe. You could go on and talk about whales. I could go on and talk about yeah. whales. Oh, oh yeah. that's a good idea. Okay, we'll pitch it to her. <laughs> Uh, mm. <laughs> so check that out. She's also on Instagram at Jess, J-E-S-S-F-U-C-H-S. I actually wasn't looking if that I'm was like, correct. I'm like, are you right? Are you making that <laughs> up no, as I think you it's go? Right. I'm right. I'm right. You are right. Yeah. Um, and so you can see where her next show will be around the city. And I also think she mentions on the podcast that she's got a comedy show happening in Australia when she's back. Yeah. Um, over Christmas. So that's great. Um, I loved this. I don't. I hate it when we talk about it when they about how much we love, love each it because episode. Then it's like yeah. Then the people haven't listened anyway. So uh, let's just jump into it. Let's go. All right. But again, Jimmy, Nancy, and Katie, who's <gasps> come on and oh also helping gosh. us do these amazing collages on our Instagram. So you should check them out. They're fantastic. I, love them. I can't wait till we can get all of them out there. Yeah. Because she does a couple for each she episode. She does do a couple for each episode. And we episode. need to get all of those out in the world. Correcto mondo. Mm-hmm. All right. Jess, Dolls. thanks for coming on as well. We Guys, love you. Enjoy. Loving anyway. Come and find me. I don't care. It's toxic. I used to care so much about like, okay, do I not wear a dress on stage because, or do I not wear a tight shirt? Cause like I have big boobs and it's like, then, so what if someone stares at my tits? Like, Oh my God, you can't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it is. Yeah. I know. I, he, well, that sort of brings up, so you wrote this wonderful email to us. Mm-hmm. Um, of like some things that we can chat about. Uh, and you talked about that. You mentioned that you've been, invited lately to do some shows oh where God, like yeah. it's i mean 
I I don't want to say even like you, you put it in quotation. <laughs> say it. Say it. You put it in quotation. Yeah. Like, fat shows. Yeah. Like yeah. Around, like women. I guess plus size women. Yeah. By the way, I. The word fat to me is I know. the strongest trigger word I think I but have in my life. But it's being reclaimed right now, which is very funny. But rec- like, do you mean in like a positive sense? I don't know. I think that was the weird thing. So in my email I wrote and I did. You did mention body positivity. Totally. Like, you know, well, yeah. I, okay. I'm curious. Your pers- you've been in the US longer than I have. Right. How I long have you been here for? I've been here f- March will be four years. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm like I'm not fresh, but like I'm no, you're not fresh. I'm less than you. And I'm I old. Am, <laughs> I'm an old woman. Yeah. How long have you been here altogether? Just Ten years. <gasps> yeah. Okay. God now I forget what I was. Oh, okay. The thing I was gonna ask you is yeah. I feel that America has more of a celebratory culture for like minorities, meaning however you can categorize yourself, it is helpful to your identity and empowers you. And I think um, being Jewish, being a woman, being black, being white, being like gay, being this, being being that, I think fat and like body positivity around that. um, I don't know that Australia would have that same let's celebrate this maybe maybe because the comedy community specifically isn't as big i don't know but i i i wonder if it would be the same revolution in australia so i really struggle with with having an opinion on this now mm-hmm. because i've been here so long so mm-hmm. since i was 21 yeah um but i like cuz i 100% agree but i'm like but i haven't been in australia for 10 years so i, I don't know the i don't know culture and the, stuff. The, the the change but i um what i can say is that when i was younger there was uh, if someone told me about body positivity oh my god no I, <laughs> No, that's a joke. That's yeah. a goddamn joke. That's, I don't understand. I was wearing clothing that was like from fat older women's stores that would drag on the ground because there were no clothes for me as a child. And like, it was insane. There were no clothes. Whereas like when I started getting older and the internet and stuff, I would order on ASOS when I was like 18, 19. And I was like, oh, you don't need a dress. Like, it's this thing of like, I don't need a dress for like, slimming and what makes me look skinny I can now dress for like style and if I look fat I don't give a shit like people can leave me alone or call me fat as I walk down the street like it doesn't bother me but it's that thing I just I I wonder if America just celebrates it differently I don't know no I mean I remember it was a huge shift of when I um but here's the thing with me with the clothing I was thinking about this actually as I was walking here there was a moment where I just didn't want to accept my size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there were certain stores I wouldn't go into yeah. because they just wouldn't have it, you know? And, yeah. um, and then not only want to accept it, I didn't want to be an L or an X yeah. or an extra large. Like yeah. that, like who wants to just like be like large. I'm la- large. I know. In, <laughs> it's so funny. In a society yeah. where large means you're probably not attractive. You're probably yeah. not desirable. Totally. You're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see, like just picking up a sweater is like, yeah. look how much yeah. shit you are. Oh my God. Or even I remember when friends would be like, I really like your like sweater. Where's it from? And I would not want to show them the tag. Cause it would say like double XL on it. And I would be like, but now I'm, I'm and, and it's a journey. Like everyone goes through all that stuff themselves and comes to it. And now I'm just like, 
I don't know. It's a weird thing too. So, okay. So I was asked to do these shows mm. and the first one I was kind of, it was weird. I sent a screenshot of the like message being like, do you want to do this show to an Australian friend of mine? Who's like, ride or die. She's great. And, um, she, so I sent her that message being like, I, with no context. And then I sent it to some American friends who I don't know as well. Just being like, is this weird to anyone? Um, and it, the distinction between what I got back from like my American friends. What was friends, the headline of it though? Just to give us context of like what the was, text would have. It, it was like, um, I want to say it was an Instagram DM. So I first got an Instagram DM and then the second show I did was I think an email or maybe it was a Facebook message. Yeah. So the first one was like, Hey, um, so-and-so who I didn't know the person recommended you. So it was purely based. They've seen a picture of me. I'm a fat comedian. And they were like, Oh, ask this fat person. And it was like, Hey, so-and-so recommended you. Would you want to do this fat slash plus size slash like however you identify show it's with all women. Um, and it's like this date, this time. And, and the topic should like what you're doing stand up about should be about that. No, there was no context. Okay. There was no, like you have to come and talk about this thing or that thing. So I was also like, okay. It's also <laughs> selfishly. It's really hard to get like 10 or 15 minutes of stand up time in the community. So whenever I'm offered a show, like you could really be like, say you could be like this show is something really bad if i if, if you can if you're gonna promise me 15 minutes of stage time i'll take it i'll take it yeah. <laughs> like i shouldn't like if it's bad i won't actually do it but if you're like it's also, this you're far in that away point. you're in that hustle point right? you have to like, like you just have to so i was i was so conflicted i was like i i just don't see myself in that way but then also i was like oh should i just do it so i sent it to these two different people and one replied being like, wow, well, that's great. Like you can do your material. And I was like, if you knew me, you would know I never talk about being fat on stage. I in fact try to avoid it because it shows that your identity is more than what you look like. My Australian friend who knows me was like, that's fucked up. That's crazy. You shouldn't do that show if it makes you uncomfortable. And I was just like, it shows you maybe culture, culture, but also like how people know you and like whatever. I ended up deciding to do the show it was fine. Um, I just did a bunch of my own material, but a lot of the other women who did the show like spoke about being fat and it wasn't speaking about it necessarily in a way that built them up. So mm. I was also like, like one girl told a story about she got fired from working at a cafe because she thought that they didn't want a fat barista because people wouldn't tip as much. And maybe that's true. And I'm not taking that away from her, but it just felt like so, and, and also she was like beautiful and like really wasn't fat. Like I also was like, it sucks that you've, you see yourself that way because yeah. it's also, I think that's half of the kind of weird moment for me when I then got asked to do the second show. I was like, I don't think I had I never think of that as part of my identity. Like if you were to ask me five things, part of my identity, not fat would not be one of those five. And so I think that's an intro. I don't know if it's a bad way or a good way that people see that as part of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. So <clears throat> you had like a little sentence in your email about this is why I like, I'm mm. saying that cause I was thinking about it and I was thinking about, um, myself mm. and I was like, well, I'm not sure I would put my weight as a, as an identity yeah. part, but but yeah. it has shaped oh, my identity oh my God. completely. Yeah. So then I'm like, well. But would you count it as an identity point? I don't want to. But would you? If I said to you, what if I like. Talk I don't think naturally. I mean, I think I might actually. 
Like if I said, if I said about my identity, it's like being funny is a hundred percent part of my identity yeah. is being funny a result of being severely dyslexic and a deflection. Yeah. Is it part of not being considered attractive and, and wanting power in some way? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, indirectly fat is a contributor to my identity, but I don't see it as like a, I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I know. I mean, I, I've honestly never really, the, well, I can say I've never really thought about it, and yet I think about I think of, <laughs> I think I think about it all constantly. The time. Uh, because I what I do I my weight and how I look is sometimes a I want to say the word scapegoat, but I don't think I'm using that correctly. Mm. I can blame it. I can use it as the reason I don't I'm not in a relationship, or I didn't get that yeah. thing, or that person didn't off like you know mm. the reason why i'm not as close with my girlfriend okay in high do you school, feel you know? it's do you feel by the way it's not all that i'm making it no, so much yeah. more dramatic but, like, but do you feel like when you blame it on those things it's true or do you think you're making an excuse i think what it comes down to is that well s talking to myself <laughs> uh, you have control over that yeah so go for a run mm-hmm. so then eat better mm-hmm. so so then it just becomes like a yeah. you're a shit yeah yeah. And so then it's like, so it's a, just like a, a cycle. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know, but it's, I know. It, it's, it's, it ha- it's I mean, also it's such a complex thing of like trying to extract, extract the part of you that's like self-critical for being overweight versus the part of you that's like, I, I don't know. It's such a weird extrapolation of like, your personality. Cause I'm trying to get better as I, especially as I get older to like, not to not hate the part of me that hasn't lost weight or, yeah. you know, and it's oh, such yeah. a weird, it's such a weird thing where you're like, like maybe this is how I will look for the rest of my life. Maybe, maybe in six months I'll lose 50 kilos or I'll gain, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, but I think, I think that was part of the weird identity moment I had where I was like, oh, these women are like, I'm fat, full stop, end of sentence. There's no, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And for me, I was like, oh, like to me, I was always fat. And then I would like, and get then I was skinny. Lose yeah, yes. still I would just path. wake up one morning and like be thin. Like that was the plan yeah. with no real effort. No, and there's so- been points in my life where I'm like, wish I'd gotten just sick. Oh my God. So I would constantly, lose constantly. I know it's insane. It's insane. I know. It's but so I funny. Do, here's the thing. I mm-hmm. can't speak for America in this way because I wasn't brought up here. But yeah, I do think that is a link to Australian culture, though. We are so fit. We're healthy. Yeah. You exercise. You, you, yeah. that, you know, that is a part of who yeah. we are. And it's, it's it true. wasn't really um, acceptable mm-hmm. to were there you know, like, well, first of all, I don't think you're fat. Maybe you self-identify that uh, way. It's more like a lot. This is were a you, OK. One. Do you feel like you've lost I, weight as you've gotten older? No, I've oh, just... kind of been around the same weight. Okay. Um, I don't, it, uh, this is where like, I want to be, ca- I don't think I've ever called myself fat yeah. or thought of it, but I also think that's a horrid word yeah. from the connotation of what I was brought up yeah, with. Yeah, because it's like triggering meant. for yeah. the way that. Well, fat yeah. was a bad, th- yeah. it was a bad thing. Sure. Yeah. If you were fat, you it's were the same. fat. My mum know? says to me all the time, the fact that you and your friends, like your friends, I- I'm straight, but a lot of my friends are queer. She was like, that was an insult when I was younger. She was like, if you called someone queer, that was like 
horrible. And the, the, the terminology queer has now been completely retaken over and is used by like younger generations, but all the time. So a lot of my friends are queer and like when she says, you know, so-and-so dating, so-and-so or whatever, I'll be like, oh, they just started dating like this person. And she was like, oh, I didn't know they were gay or this or that. And I was like, yeah, they, they're queer. And she'd yeah. be like, wow, I, like, she said it's, that to me. It's, right? I think and that is this, yeah. It depends what you were brought up with. A hundred percent. By the way, I don't want to at all condone that fat is a bad word. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that's what. For you. For, it's, for gr- yeah. the way I, when I was brought up, that yeah. wasn't, if you were, it was an, 100 percent an mm-hmm. insult if yeah. someone called you oh my god fat. absolutely um yeah. so no i don't i don't look i've always i say struggled with weight because it was never what i never felt that i was at an acceptable yeah an acceptable one but it actually is now um being more linked to health wise so i have yeah polycystic ovaries Mm -hmm. me too Um, and it's a real it's funny grace brought this up to me the other week and i was like i don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. so you didn't want to talk about the fact that you have pcos overall so recently Mm -hmm. so basically i found i had i found out i had pcos (coughs) when i was really young Mm -hmm. um and um and I'm not an expert in all this. I don't know, but this I went and saw many different doctors and many different things. And basically, mm-hmm. what I took away from it: either you can go on the pill and it yep. can regulate things, but it doesn't fix it. It just helps yeah. a bit. Helps. It's like my, it's my mother. It's a band aid. It's a band aid. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and mother doesn't like band aids. She likes to fix it at the root. Uh, of course. And or you get really healthy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you eat really well. You exercise, and you you, you, you can know, like cure it. You can cure it. Mm-hmm. So when I, and I've never cured, I never like fully, fully committed to being extremely healthy and, you know, extremely yeah. dedicated to exercise. So when I hear PCOS, I go, my fault. Yeah. It's like a reminder that you failed yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So for me now with, I think with weight and stuff like that, that I, when I was younger, it really was like, I just don't want to be, I don't want to mm. be chubby. Yeah. And I want to look like all the, you know, yeah. and I was I wasn't surround. There wasn't many girls at, on my weight level. Yeah, I was gonna say, what was the like breakdown in my in my year at school? There were really not that many fat people. There were no. like overweight, like girls or boys. There might there were probably a few more boys. Um, there were some girls, but I also remember at a certain age, whenever I like hit puberty, they would start going to dietitians and losing weight and yeah. and you know becoming pretty and cute and all this stuff. Um, and they really weren't. I mean, I also went to a private Jewish school, so it was and. I would say stereotypically in private schools, you've got a lot more like, like I remember my mom told me this one story. We were at some birthday party when I was like really young and these two moms were like, oh, who's like fat kid is that? Or like chubby kid is that? And my mom was like, that's my kid. Like, fuck you. Yeah. And it's like, people are just super judgmental, especially I feel like in richer circles, it's just so materialistic and like can people are so concerned with that stuff. And it's like, it's weird. Yeah. Did you yeah. feel some... Um, shame from your parent, from like the outside world, that it wasn't that acceptable, or it was yeah, something that they wanted I mean, to change. I think 
I think it's like a mixed bag as in I was always like so I don't even remember what age I think I've always been a charismatic kid like even when I was young I would just do whatever I wanted and really you couldn't stop me but I think in terms of like how it affected or how weight affected that I think my mom when she was young was super skinny like this beautiful beautiful like tiny little thing she had kids when she was really young she had my sister when she was like 20 and then had me a couple years later and then my brother and then she struggled with her weight from her like late twenties till mm. probably about five or six years ago. It must have been really hard for her if you right? if you haven't struggled yep. before. Yeah, never struggled. Just lived her life. Didn't think about it. Had kids. All this stuff. Could not lose weight. And I think for my mom, whether consciously or not, there's like it's like twofold. There's like a couple things. One, it's like I think without realizing, she ties like attraction up with comfort up with like security because she has said to me before like you know if you you just like lost a bit of weight you have such a beautiful face so like boys would be like beating down the door with a stick like things like that where she doesn't realize like what you're doing is you're saying all I'm worth is the way that I look for a man to pay attention to me and validate my existence and so growing up she wouldn't say that all the time, but it was something that was like a narrative. And so I think that is influenced by the fact that she was like a 20 year old, something married with married with kids. And here I am like 18, no boyfriend, 20, no boyfriend. And it's like, I think, I think, uh, uh, the way you look is tied up to the way people like see you and are attracted to you and then connected with that is like how do you live in a world without a partner and it's I don't think it's like gender um influence I think if I was gay if I was whatever she would she would say to me like you should find someone because she was with my dad when she was 19 she's lived more of her life with a person than without and so I think for her it's hard to fathom how I exist in a world without someone who's got my back and so I think it's like super influenced by that and I was not a kid who like had boyfriends coming over or like I wasn't like my sister's now married my brother's been in a long-term relationship since he was 16 he's now like 22 and my sister and brother have been with these same people for like six years it's crazy and then me who they've like they have no idea what I do like they're they're like for all we know like we have no idea what's going on with her um so I think for her it's like always been tied up in this like really complex thing of like looks relationship uh people judge she she's like a bit of a self-conscious person so I think judgment is also a part of like her narrative and then also I think women especially mums and like dads do it in their own way to their sons they put their own hopes on their children Mm -hmm. and so I think it would have been really frustrating for her to not be able to see me as this like skinny girl who just like had an easy life because I think that's what she had as a kid she was just like pretty and like skinny and things were fine and clothes weren't hard to buy like you know but I mean I from when I was like a kid like really young was whether as a dietitian or a doctor or endocrinologist or this or like constant going to different like ways to try to lose weight and just nothing worked and I think that was also frustrating that she couldn't fix it and she was like the mom that she's supposed to you know so there's this amazing I'm gonna frick this up because (laughs) I don't remember details of things there's this great um study that went on and I think it went on in California where it was an accident Mm -hmm. um someone that was obese Mm -hmm. 
was being just having like a checkup with a doctor and, and I think the doctor accidentally slipped and said, when did you start putting on weight? But it, it wasn't uh, supposed to be that question. It was supposed to say, anyway, she ended up saying, well, when I was sexually abused by my yeah. father or something like yeah. that, you know, and it triggered this whole, um, I think, uh, study to be like, what, no one's actually asking yeah. what was the cause of, of this because um, I think everyone was presuming that they kind of were just always mm-hmm. um, this. And, and I know we're not talking about obesity necessarily or anything like that, but I do wonder, like, have you thought about was there something that was driving the the yeah. habit of of going to food or that's you the know. thing like I <laughs> I was trying to write a joke about this but then I just like couldn't figure it out and I didn't I think I don't know yet deep enough so it's like not gonna be funny enough um I know that sounds crazy no it's true the worst is when you do stand up and the audience is like so few people that it feels like group therapy and you're like if you guys don't laugh this is just me being incredibly sad because that's comedy like you talk about shit where you're like I had I've just started writing these new jokes and it's like truly some of the first jokes I've written about sex I don't like talking about it not because I like if you talk to me as a friend I will tell you the filthiest stuff but if on stage I just I think women um talk about themselves in the wrong way in in a sexual capacity and I I don't care to engage in that and I also don't think in that way but a joke that I've just been writing is like as I'm a kid you're taught that you're really special because no one would pay attention to you so it's like a fallback adults would be like you just can't find a boyfriend because you're so special you're just so special but sometimes you just want to get railed um and so it's like this whole insane joke about and then I go into like talking about wanting to be independent and like um by the way, getting round just means like getting laid. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if that joke's going to work in Australia because I don't think Australians use railed. I, I've never I heard know. it before. Fuck, I'm going to have to not- try. I know, oh, no, it's a very American thing. American, yeah. Like getting, getting railed. Getting railed. Okay. I like that you threw Grace your arms up. Put hand <laughs> yeah, throws her arms up. Okay. That's so I'm tr- I'm, I was thinking of doing that joke when I go home because I'm doing a show in Australia at the end of the year, but I, I don't think they'll know what railed is. Well, I, I, I know. Do. You're a good, okay, good. I'm glad I did this. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what the point of this whole thing was. Oh God. Point is, oh, about that sort of thing. Um, I don't know because the weird thing is, so I was born, when I was born, I looked like a proper alien. Like I looked freakily (laughs) tiny and thin and like scrawny. And then I just started gaining weight as a kid. I don't know if it was like, I also think like if I'm told not to do something, I'll do the opposite just because I want to. And I think that my house was like relatively healthy. And so when I would go somewhere, I would just eat what I didn't have. I didn't, I also was so not, when I think about being a kid, I was so not conscious of the idea that I was fat to like older like I would have been like thank god right yeah because I didn't like I think I knew I was different but then I think around puberty when my friends started like being pretty and they would hook up with guys and I was just like huh something seems different and then like the whole idea of attraction and like beauty would I I would like overanalyze that and, and not understand it but um I don't I don't think I truly don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't overweight even as a young kid like if you look at photos of me from when I was like three I was chubby a hundred percent like baby weight and like I just don't I think had I not been so conscious of it I think I would have hit puberty and like lost weight because I also did sport 
every day of the week. Yeah, I was doing too. netball, basketball, like tennis, soccer, all this stuff constantly. But I just, and I also, I also have polycystic. So I think that contributed, but yeah. weight has just always been this really hard just thin around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, so tired of, um, the narrative of like, when will you fix yourself? Oh yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's so tied into this idea of like, you're failing at yourself by not fixing yourself, by not being skinny. And I think that thing of health is like so much more important. Like I remember, so I studied psychology before I switched into film and, and media and there's, there's been a bunch of studies, but one in particular showed that you can be 10 kilos overweight, but be healthy and you'll actually live longer than someone who's right on the line, but not exercising or not being healthy. So you can be overweight and healthy, but it's that narrative around like what society says that also drives what health looks like. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I don't think there's like a particular thing. I think, Oh, now I'm remembering God, I trail off. Now I'm remembering. I couldn't write a joke about the idea of like, when I'm happy, I eat when I'm sad, I eat when I'm alive. Like I just eat regardless. I don't, I'm trying to be better about being conscious of like, okay, what triggers me? But I'm like, truly hunger. (laughs) I'm hungry. And then I just make a bad choice. Like, like I was telling a friend the other week, I'll like go to the gym and then I'll go buy some groceries and I'll be like, don't get those chips. I'll walk right up to just don't do it. (laughs) Go get them. I'll put them in my basket. I'm like, no, you don't need to. I'll like buy it. I'm like, in, it's insane. As if my body and brain are like two separate things, yeah. <laughs> but there's obviously something deeper there that I need to figure yeah. out, but it's just, I don't know this. It's, it's such an odd, um, thing, but I think the main thing for me is like just trying to be healthy now. Yeah. And I think I for know. my, I think if I can link it to me, it, I'm definitely in a, it's funny. I'm like, wow, seems like I haven't gone on any healthy journey <laughs> of this subject, but I, I am in a much healthier yeah. mental space around this than I yeah. was as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do. And I think for me, it's like, I do get worried sometimes about the guilt thing of like, I'm, I'm just putting my, giving myself a hard time, which yeah. makes me annoyed, which makes me then not yep. want to deal with it. Yeah. Beautiful but cycle. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. But I also do think it's like, but I'm doing it for different reasons. Yeah. I'm not doing it anymore because I'm like, well, I'll, no one will notice me if I yeah. just wait. Or I was like, no, truly, I'm like, if you want to have babies and and you yeah. want to like not have you know bad knees when you, yeah, I don't know, like I if know. you, I really value being healthy. Yeah. So it's it's more like it does. So do you feel like you've separated your idea of like attraction based on your body from like health based on your body? I think um, I think it's a lot better mm-hmm. than it used to be. And I remember um, going back to like that cop out, like blame it on the body. Mm-hmm. I remember around 19, 20, 21, um, I used to put it when people would be like, how come you haven't been in a relationship yeah. yet? Or why aren't you meeting someone? In my head, it was always like, well, duh, because I'm not <laughs> yeah. like... A, I, I don't look like this. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. because I look the way that I look. Yeah. And then I think like around... 21 or 20 hours like well that's not true because look around like there's you know every type of person in any type of relationship yeah. uh-huh and I was like that's also again that's a cop-out s like you're just okay so what do you think it is because this is something I'm dealing with now so I need the wisdom well can I can I throw it back to you yeah, first sure. what, do you, what do you think it is? okay so you, you haven't had a long-term no so I've never been in a long-term relationship I think there's like a few things One, I will also say this. I get guys sliding into my DMs constantly because they like to have banter. And I will flirt and have banter with 
anyone that wants so to like spend random time with dudes me. Will, guys will... I've met at a show, guys I've known through friends, this or that. They'll reply to my stories. They'll DM me. We'll have some banter. They'll this, they'll that. Never will they ask me out or if I ask them out, I would seem crazy. And that's maybe because... Wait, you would seem crazy. Back that up. Back that up. I feel up. like they would be like, whoa, no, we're just like friends. I'm like, okay, then why are you sliding into my DMs flirting with me when we are not friends? You don't ask me how my day is. You're like trying to flirt with me and being flirtatious. Like, I'm not crazy. Um, oh, guys will be like, oh, when I first met you, like, I just really wanted you to like me. And like, I just thought you were really cool. And I really wanted to be your friend. I'm like, no, that's not wanting to be my friend. That's wanting to fuck me. You just don't want to admit that you want to walk down the street with a fat girl next to you. And that has been a narrative that like has been weird to explore because as I've unpacked that, I've been like, oh, I think that the world is materialistic a hundred percent. But I also think that men and women are so conscious of like the way the world sees them. So it's like that when I was younger, I would just be so confused why men wouldn't like pay attention or like validate me. And now as I'm older, I'm happy that I kind of didn't because I think I'm really good at being independent. So I, there's probably a lot of walls up, which is why I haven't been in a long-term relationship now that I'm older. But there's also that thing where I do think that the, that people are assholes and I do think that people are judgmental. Like, I think I'm scary to a lot of men because I'm intimidating. I'm like a full-on alpha and a lot of my male friends have been like, I think the type of guys that uh, like you are beta guys who just want to like dominate you as an alpha or just want your approval because you are literally an alpha man. Like that's how you present. Um, but I have not really, you don't present as a man. Not, no, but I have, I have the, and when I say stereotypical qualities of masculine, I mean it as in like not male. Cause I think masculine and feminine have just been tied up in this like male, female, yeah, but I am masculine. Hun- yeah, yeah. But I don't use it as in like masculine male. I use it as in like I'm masculine. Yeah. I have no problem with that. When I was younger, I did. I really struggled with that. I felt unfeminine because I was masculine, but now I'm like, I'm masculine. I'm an alpha. Like, what are you going to do? Um, but I like have big dick energy a hundred percent. Like I told my mom what big dick energy is. And she's like, Oh, you've got that. I was like, yeah, bitch. I know. <laughs> I like told my mom and I was like, yeah. And that's what your daughter's got. Um, so I think that men are just, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I've been trying to figure that out more because then I feel crazy when I would ask someone out. And so I don't do that often. Cause then I'm also just like not good at that, but, um, I'll use a case study, which is an example of what's going on in my life right now. Oh my God. Is he going to hear this? No, he won't listen. This actually makes me nervous. Okay. This guy I met through comedy. God, he's so hot. Um, okay. So I meet this hot guy. I'm like, what's your deal? Um, we, I'm trying to remember the like start slowly. He just starts sliding into my DMS. I'm like, all right, I'll like flirt with you. Cause it's fun in your heart. We're like flirting, blah, blah, blah. We see each other every so often, not that often. Um, but then I'm like, okay, we're not friends. So what are you doing? And like, and then I asked a couple of my friends who are also friends with him. I'm like, Hey, does so-and-so slide into your DMs? They're like, what? That's so odd. I'm like, okay, I know. Um, 
And then now I'm like, I was talking to some other friends the other week and they're like, just ask him out. But I'm just so like crippled by the embarrassment of him having to awkwardly say no to me. And then I have to see him around, but that's me being self-conscious of going like, Oh, he doesn't want to be with me. Do you know what I mean? That's me like being so fucked up in my own head. Well this, I mean, I'm going to bring this full circle of like, so then how can it not be a part of your identity? If this is what, if this is how you're, interpreting Mm. the behavior of the men towards yourself because then and maybe i'm reading too much because it sounds only i think only because of the way that maybe i also like that i'm going to therapy in three hours okay (laughs) (laughs) but this is really good this is like a fluff before i I fuck yeah it's more like are you making in this i'm gonna let me just use myself yes do it it on you i make so many assumptions Uh by a guy's behavior that suits the way that I look at myself. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. But I have no idea if that's what they're really yeah. thinking or not thinking. So I have created a visual mm-hmm. a, you know, that they see of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's more when I was like, because I think earlier when you were talking, you were like, but I don't, and maybe I interpreted that you sort of like, I don't really see that about myself. But then, yeah. You, but then, if you're having that reaction of a guy reaching out to you and like he's he doesn't he doesn't want to walk down with a girl that looks like I me, mean that's me like, that is my self consciousness of being like I believe at this point I believe the world is that superficial that a guy that looks and he's like very normal when I say body type normal in quotes because like there's Whatever nothing wrong with means, how I but look yeah. but he's standard. like a very conventional yeah. yeah oh my god so standard um he's so basic um <laughs> throwing him right under the bus uh you are really hot though if you're listening um and he I just think that people are as materialistic as we think and I think maybe that's a bad point of view because maybe I've also he's like oh I would love to ask her out but she's clearly friends owned me who know who knows what's going through his head I think there's like there's like the thing of um I, I don't know. There's a thing, one that I'm like, oh, I'd need to see him again. So to ask him out and then him have to like awkwardly decline oh, yeah. me. Rejection's awful. Oh my no God. Matter what. No, like, I'm just not interested in that. But I do think it's hard when it's rejection, when you believe it's for a certain, certain reason. reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And then the flip of that too is like, I, I don't um, don't want this in a gendered way, meaning like I don't want to be chased because I'm a woman and I need like a man to chase me, but I don't want to always be feeling like I'm chasing someone. And I think that, which I'm interested in your experience too, is like I feel like I've never been chased by a man or someone really wanted me. And I think that influences then your personal feelings. And I think, again, could I could have been, if, if I was into women and women had never like want, like chased me, I think I would have the same feeling of like, desired like to feel desired is so hot and important and part of like your feelings of self-worth and sex and all it's so tied up um and I think I've never felt that and I think that influences like I think if it's it's like a it's almost like a exposure therapy like I think if I had felt that and had experienced that a bunch then I would be like okay on to the next and not worry but I think I think about that a lot that Mm. idea of like desirability and like that stuff comes into play where I'm like I also don't want to have to constantly like not constantly but I don't want to have to like ask him out chase him in some way I want him to like also want me which is that's something I think when I was younger 
I didn't understand that that is that whole like chase thing is very gendered, very gendered. Like a lot of my friends, they would never ask a guy out just because that's not what's what normal. <clears throat> yeah. 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 It's, um, I don't know. I actually am in a different phase of, I actually think I just, men have desired me, mm-hmm. but because I didn't, and I, desire myself yeah yeah um, I didn't embrace it mm-hmm. and um because I look back now I'm like no that was pretty clear <laughs> <laughs> wow must be nice wait what's something okay can you give me an example because that's so funny well I love that um I mean is there uh, an, is there an example Grace, Grace, Grace is giving us an example <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, this, yeah, as okay. soon as we started talking, I saw you just like light bulbs she went right dancing off. Around I'm sure what is a prime example. And like, just go for it. Yeah. The time. <laughs> I think I feel like, uh, so anyway, like a fun night out. I, it's so funny. This is one night that Grace and I were out and we had these gorgeous guys dancing with us and we had a few drinks and this one guy starts dancing with me and I was like, Oh no, you should be dancing. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I literally was like, wrong girl, dude. Mm -hmm. And I like pushed him sort of towards Grace. And Grace was like, I think you whispered to him something like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. She. (laughs) No, no. Like, and like pushed him. You're both just shoving this guy back and forward until one of you decides (laughs) to take it. Why are we telling this story? (laughs) And um, anyway. That's amazing. Uh, thank God for four drinks. <laughs> so anyway, we have a yeah. fun night and he was, um, extremely like loving mm-hmm. and, um, you know, but, but, <laughs> but basically <laughs> I, kick, I kick him out. I, yeah. I, anyway, we have a fun night together. I kick him out at 3am uh-huh. because it's like my brain, my, yeah. the maybe not so, healthy part of my brain mm-hmm. kicks in and he's like, and you're like, what are you doing? You're not going to feel great about this in the morning. He's obviously wanting to bail probably anyway. He was showing no yeah. sign of wanting to bail. Yeah. So did I, you exchange numbers or anything? Uh Oh, Grace has something to say. Listeners, there's like Uh-oh. a whole drama going on on the couch here. Cause Grace is like, no, she's biting her tongue. I didn't. I mean, I think, you know, not to go into this too much. I think I felt embarrassed about having a one night stand. Okay, I don't think I was like fully embracing yeah. it because, um, you know, and I didn't give him my number, but he, but he found me on Instagram. What? He, okay, shut up. So this is and so, and he reacted once to my photo and I, I never. You didn't said message him. I said nothing. Yeah, I just left it. Okay, I'm great with strangers. Uh, like if I was to meet that guy that night and have the same situation, I would slide right into his DMs. My thing is like I have to see you every. I have to see you every so often in the same like circle that I run, and I'm very like I would be embarrassed at this guy telling his friends like she asked me out like as if i'm embarrassing oh, totally. so it's, a di- it's it like if oh, i was in your situation safe for me why I just didn't you message to, him to, so look we're, look we're obviously now we're just all having how a long ago session. is this oh years ago oh okay so um, too late to do it's something only about grace it. has okay. brought this one up because she was there um but <laughs> but more sorry can i get back to what we're talking yes, about yes 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 it's like i years ago i wouldn't have been able to 
look back at that and be like, he was, he was having a really good time. And it's only in the last couple of years where I've been able to like reflect on some times I've had Mm -hmm. with guys to be like, S, you shut that down. Yeah. They didn't yeah. shut that down at all. That was that. And, and but then, then you've got to be careful because then you're like, your fault again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh shit. Okay. Can I say something? Maybe this is adding fuel to the fire. But then I feel like, and this is me being um, negative, but then I see other people that I know who are all like fucked up and damaged and guys will like fight to be with them. And I'm like, okay, I did one thing to be like, oh uh, no. And then they just give up. So yeah, but then no, I, I've had a thought so of that as I well. I know that's such a weird thing no, to think, think, but then I'm like, fair, but okay, I think it's that's also like just me. someone on Ugh. Instagram and, and romanticizing their life. Like I think, yes, yeah, you know, if yeah. I really think about these guys and if there were guys that I do respect and like, a part of me is like, good on you. I was yeah. showing you signs I was going to reject you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you were just protecting yourself yeah. in this situation. So, yeah, it's but fair. I hear, but I know, but I, I mean, <laughs> I know. Yes. But, but I have had some very unhealthy thoughts where I, I'm yeah. like, I don't know why you would want to be with me. Yeah. And that, which I think, you know, I think people, I want to say people have that regret. Regardless. I know part of me wants to really put the microphone over I was to just gonna, beautiful Grace. I was going to ask, yeah, and be can like, we ask can, her, you, like <laughs> can you can you can you relate to any cuz I don't think this is just a uh, someone who has like body. body. Also, I will say everyone has body issues in their own way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, even like going back to like the beginning when you guys made the comment about like your tags and mm-hmm. like your clothing tags. Um I've had the similar thing of even just going to a, any store. If the store yeah. for some reason, like the sizing is differently. If I'm wearing a different size yeah. than I'm used to wearing, mm-hmm. I panic and I freak out and I can't buy anything from that store because yeah. I'm like, Whoa, wait a second. This isn't the size. Yeah. Or even my one sister and I have this, like it's a sick joke and I know it's a <laughs> sick joke and I can openly say it's a sick joke, but we constantly say it still where we both kind of, we have this like magical number, this weight number. Yep. And we say, we're like, as long as we're under that number, we're good. <laughs> and anytime like one of us gets close to it, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You gotta stay under that number. Yeah. Mind you, I don't really work out. I do yoga at home. It's not like I'm actively trying to do anything to yeah. like, stay under that number. Mm-hmm. I just have this sick, twisted thing in my head where. Well, if I'm over that, no, 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 then yeah, then, then you've like, got a problem. I yeah, have a problem. Things are yeah. Like, start running. Start running. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when like I will go for like a run or something. Yeah, if, like my pants get tight, I'll notice it and I'll be cautious and hesitant and all of that. Yeah, it's all sorry. It's all relative. Um, Grace and I are sharing. <laughs> um, but I want to say like something of being what's been uh, a really uh, eye-opening experience. Like, there was time when Grace was. Uh, Grace is a beautiful, sensitive uh, body. <laughs> she, she gets sick a lot. I mean, yeah. like she, she sends, there's, she's quite sensitive to things. Uh, sensitive is a shit word. I don't know. Just, you know. I call myself fragile. Fragile. <laughs> we'll go You're with that. Fragile, dainty you bird. Know, okay, uh, one yeah, of our bonding sessions was her fainting because she hit her knee on a table once. What? Like she, That's just insane. You're the sort of person. dainty woman I've dreamed of being. Right? You hit your knee so you faint. Yeah. That's beautiful. And where I'm like, I'll get her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like carrying her out. I'm like, nothing gets me down. Nothing buckles my knee. <laughs> 
Oh, that's really Wait, sweet. I thought I had a seizure because apparently oh. I like shook awake. What? Yeah. yeah, she was fine. But yeah, no, no. <laughs> so and I feel bad about the seizure part because I was the one to be like, yeah, she jointed a little bit, but she probably just fell. No, on the you're floor scared. You want to check she didn't just bit. have a seizure. That's a good friend. So that's that was, a great that friend. That was the start. That was really probably the start of our friendship. Oh my god. Anyway. But you have, there's been times where you've lost a lot of weight and it's unhealthy and you're, you're really struggling, you know, to put it back on. Yeah. I love, and not that I loved you going through that. I loved being aware <laughs> that you're like, okay, either it's too thin, it's, yeah. it's too fat, it's too, I don't know, burnt, whatever. <laughs> there's all different mm-hmm. um, elements to it. But I, not to, I do want to, um, say though I think that 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 comes with other elements but there seems to be some similarities when it's maybe on the larger well weirdly I so at this second stand-up show I did um I ended up speaking to a couple other of the performers and I want to say there was like four or five of us standing around we're just chatting and talking about ourselves and our lives and our siblings and I was like oh my sister actually was anorexic my older sister all of us had an older sister who was anorexic five of us do you have, yeah, you raise your hand, yeah. And I think yeah. what's... Um, she had, and she'd be comfortable talking about it even now, it was like sports-induced anorexia. Uh-huh. So it was the concept of needing to burn off everything yep. you intake. Yeah. Um, and it's, she has OCD tendencies mm-hmm. in her life and always has had that, and it was kind of her senior year of high school and the idea of things changing and not knowing that's what was actually next. my sister's the, story. The one thing she could yep. control. Mm-hmm. And when they finally like map were mapping out what she was intaking, she started realizing, Oh, I'm not eating food. Yes. I benefited out of this because my mom would make up, would wake up and make a smoothie every morning. <laughs> and I was like, I get a fresh smoothie every day. How delightful is this? But it was like to make sure she Meanwhile, someone's like sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my sick yeah. twisted mind was, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're thinking breakfast. about it in your own, in yeah. your own time. Yeah. So that, and I think that's the, when we were all talking about it, I was like, Oh, it's interesting. Cause then no surprise that also you've got these like magical numbers or these little like ticks that you're like, Oh, because when we were all talking about it at this show, it was this thing of like, everyone's family has these ways to deal with food. Personality influences which way you go. So my sister, mm. similar, a bit of a type A. She's always been very like to the book. My parents would say it's eight o'clock, go to sleep. Lights would go out, head would hit the pillow, done. She was very like, da, 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 da. And I'm the opposite. Like my mom literally said to me last, last time I was home, we were just chatting about as a kid, I was always this like crazy kid. And she was like, I got to the point where I realized you're either going to kill me because you're such a headstrong kid and it will be the death of me. Or I just have to let you go into the world and you will just do your thing. Because I saw that you had a moral compass when you were really young, you would stand up for the kid being bullied. You would do the right thing. You would da, da, da. So I could trust that you could handle yourself in the world so I let you go and you would do crazy shit that was like I would say sit you would stand just to fuck with me and so it's like that personality so like there was healthy food at home I didn't want that not because it was healthy but because it was not what I wanted because I wanted to make decisions I wanted to be autonomous whereas my sister would just follow the rules and when the rules got a little murky because high school ended and she was going to university where she had no idea it was a shit show. Yeah. It was a shit show. Like, and so it is, I think food is in everyone's family in their, its own way, but I think the way you internalize it and uh, deal with it is like then a personality trait. 
Because that's how that's influenced. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so what are you thinking about doing with this, with the dude? I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know. I was, okay. So I saw him last night and then, um, do you feel sparks when you're around? I do. I also, I don't really, I know him, but I don't know him, him that well. And I don't know if I'm just fetishizing the idea of someone who's like kind of this like sweet guy who's like, lets me get away with my bullshit, but like finds it entertaining. He's like very much the sort of guy that in the past I've always like, had crushes on like there was this kid who before I moved here I I was like I I was really into him but I didn't want to admit to my friends because I met him through friends who knew him and I didn't want to admit to them that I was into him because I was so self-conscious of the idea of like being attractive like that was just such a point of like not feeling it, not, not believing it. I didn't, I also don't think I saw myself as a sexual person. Like I didn't, I didn't, I, I feel sexual, but I would, I struggled with the idea of someone being attracted to me and me thinking I'm not attractive, but I still, but I thought I was attractive. It's such a weird, like, I'm like, I know I'm beautiful, but for some reason there was this disconnect between like, I know I'm beautiful. I feel that way. But then I'm like, I don't think he would find me attractive. I would, it's such oh, a no, weird, it? yeah. yeah it's such a, and then uh, when someone's like, <laughs> would say to me like, it's just sex. Ass. And you're like, I wish, <laughs> I wish it was just sex. And I know you weren't exactly talking about sex then, but it's no, more but like, it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah, I wish it wasn't. Well, there's like sex and there's like attraction, there's desirability, there's, there's intimacy. Then, yeah. yeah. It's like, there's such distinct pillars because I'm good at the sex part. I'm not good at the intimacy and the like, um, like I can see it as just like physical. I really don't oh, care yeah, about like that. That's like the safest yeah, sort of totally. Spot but to then be like in. all the other stuff, totally. I like I'm like, oh, the idea that I'm gonna like message this guy. But um You're the opposite? The total opposite. Wait, so you're good at the like intimacy part? Yeah. Okay. The sex part is the hardest part for me. Interesting. To like let somebody see me naked. Oh, okay. Petrifying. Funny. Then to constantly it's funny. be like, am I doing this right? Am I good? Oh my God. Like, it's funny because I constantly am like, if I look like you, I would be nude 24 <laughs> seven. I would fuck with the windows open, the whole city watching. And I have that where I speak to, I speaking to my friend, uh, Gracie, she's a comic the other day. And she went on this celibacy, celibacy pact for like a year. She's almost been, she wanted to promise herself one year and she's this beautiful, like a half Indian, just like the most gorgeous woman you've ever seen. Insane. And she broke up with her boyfriend who she was in a long-term relationship with. And she slept with a couple of different guys that, um, it just kind of like, something happened where they would either call her back or it was, it was just weird. So she was like, I'm not going to have sex for one year. And I said to her the other day, I was like, are you nervous? Are you this? Are you that? And she was like, I've kind of been online dating, but like everything falls through. I'm like, you are so hot. How are you not getting railed every day? Like, I just don't get it. And she was like, it's hard for me too. And I was like, oh shit, you forget. Like I fetishize this idea of looking like you. And I, I mean, if I look like you, I would, it would be, I would be sick. Cause I would be having so much sex. Like, cause I would, I, I but it, like, and it truly, but that's, like, the, but that's the story oh, I'm res- we tell yeah, ourselves, yeah, you know, because I you don't, yes. I mean, if you were born, poor Grace's, body. <laughs> Gracie born, is our yardstick yeah. in this whole situation. Like with having Grace's body, the yeah. whole 
time. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, no, I to- exactly. I totally fetishize the idea of looking like someone else or and just all being a hundred away. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You think you wouldn't be self-conscious. You think you wouldn't feel insecure or whatever. And I mean, that's just me living in this like world where you're, where I look a certain way. Yeah. But that's a, it's also a human trait. If I was smart enough, I would would be like a NASA scientist. Funnier. I would be this. Of course. It's the grass is always greener, which like everyone's got. It's the weird one though with weight, because you, you are brought up with to be like, well, if I just got healthier and exercise, though, mm-hmm. I would lose it. So it's always it's sort of attainable. Yeah. Well, that's why don't, I had... don't necessarily commit. Oh, here comes Grace. <laughs> I also think so. Society sets these expectations mm-hmm. of like what everybody's supposed to be. Like yeah. the beauty industry, Hollywood, everyone. Everything. We're all, we are all feeding into it. Absolutely. We're, all, we're all paying it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so on one side, you have you have the side that's trying to attain that. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have the side that's saying that's supposed to make you feel happier. Yeah. That's supposed to make you yeah. feel better. And you look at it and you're like, what, but what it's not. Yeah. I mean, I have friends who are 10 out of 10, the most gorgeous people you've ever spoken with, but they have their own issues. Yeah. They can't do shit. And then they'll ask me, like, how do you, you're just so confident. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, yeah, like everyone has their baggage. Everyone's got their crap. Like that's at the end of the day, like it's always grass, always greener. You always think this person has a better, like I, like a lot. I struggled when I was younger. I had a lot of my female friends were really competitive in certain ways, especially around guys. And I always would be like, you win. Like if you see a guy flirting with me and you're self-conscious and you walk up to him, he's going to go with you. That was the way I thought. And, but they would compete with me in certain like little things in a way that I was like, you're competing with me for grades. I'm dyslexic. I can barely read you win. Like I'm not going to compete with you about these things. And I think that's also the thing is like, there's just, we always look at other people mm-hmm. and I think their competitiveness came from, I was just this like super confident person. And I think it's almost like sometimes people want to like bring me down because of that. Like, um, we had these issues, we had an issue at work a few weeks ago and basically I was really authoritative with, uh, these tech people who were not fixing a problem and I wasn't rude. I'm very charismatic. So I know how to read body language, whatever I said to them, I really just need this fixed etc etc please just like whatever they ended up putting in a complaint with the HR that I was rude to them and then it went to the big boss the big boss called me in for a meeting and said that you you and your co-worker who we share an office uh you two are being seen as the bitches of this office oh wow kept saying we're bitches kept saying this kept saying that and I was like okay I took I was like say that she shouldn't have. And it was a female as well. So, mm-hmm. so it was very interesting. And I said to her at the end of, it, I said, that's fine. Thank you for the feedback. Um, and she was like, do you want to speak to the HR? She would be happy to speak to you. Blah, blah, blah. I said, of course. Anyway, I didn't tell the HR about the bitches thing, but what I did say to the HR is basically I was like, I'm happy to take the criticism, but here's what I want to say back. And she basically, before we got into all of this, she was like, you know, you just have to understand you're a really confident, intimidating woman because you come in and you're very comfortable. And she criticized me for being confident as if it was my problem that I know how to be charismatic, that I know how to be authoritative. And I was like, and I didn't say this in so many words, but essentially I was like, I would love to see this conversation happen with a man. 
I would love for a man to walk in here and be told you're just a really intimidating man. So that when a tech person who has no social skills in at this particular company, there are a couple who are a little awkward socially. Um, they feel uncomfortable. And I was just like, huh, as a strong, confident woman, which I think has been something that feeds into all the stuff we've spoken about. It's scary for people. They don't know what to do with you. I think as a woman, I, the person I would hypothetically end up with, if anyone will be someone who is very confident within them, their own masculinity and isn't scared of a woman being potentially more dominant because I think a lot of men can't deal with that. And I think they don't like to look less dominant or less masculine in front of their friends. If they have some like very powerful dominant woman on their arm or rather they're on my arm, it's like, you know what I mean? I think that's, and it just feeds that, that whole experience just fed into this gendered narrative of masculinity and confidence. And I truly have been the same, like ball busting, like confident woman since I was a kid. And it's just, the weight thing a hundred percent like so yeah weight does influence identity without a doubt but I don't know I just never really if you ask me what are the five tenets of your identity weight would just not be but I'm, one I'm that's the thing when I was thinking about it this morning I'm like I think that's great I, mm-hmm. I think it's great it's just when I dug deeper into my own thoughts I was like oh but it's freaking but it touched it. everything yeah. oh my god how could it <laughs> that's not? what I was like so yeah. I don't know if the chicken and the egg kind yeah. of thing yeah up. but okay so are you were you born into a family with a particular religion uh we were raised catholic okay is that at all part of your identity no has it influenced anything me um, indirectly in, probably indirectly because it was pretty chill okay yeah and then mom was into okay, buddhism would, and then like hindu and like okay we, you know, we so would okay so here's i'm gonna try to break this down because i'm well and i'll i'll give my example after but i don't even know if this is gonna work so how what part of your identity has christianity or your religion influenced even if you weren't super religious, like what would you say it's paralleled like family time or, um, uh, like spiritual or blah, 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 blah. Like, is there something? So I would, if, I mean, if there was like 20 words on a page and one of them said spiritual on it, you would circle that. I'd I'd probably circle that, but I have my own, um, you know, interpretation and like how you use it. Yeah. And, and that actually came from, actually came from being going to an overeaters anonymous meeting <laughs> shut up really did you find that useful well i i mean i loved i think because i uh i just love to understand people and, yeah um i've always really been really intrigued by the 12-step program and yeah like, and oh i was my God, 15 I've never i was done, 15 oh, at okay, the time young. um so and it talks about higher power mm-hmm. and i felt so i was really i was so I was out of control, you know, talking about this control thing. I was, I just had no control around food at the time. And I was trying to throw up a lot. And, Mm. um, my mom got me to go to this meeting (laughs) and I, uh, I loved this idea that I wasn't alone Mm -hmm. and I had this, whatever higher power, I could make whatever imagery I wanted of it or anything. And it wasn't, you know, not to stereotype, but in Australia, religion really wasn't cool as an mm-hmm. identity thing growing up. Yeah. Than some parts of America, it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was like my little secret. But it, yeah. it became like I would like you know you were talking about going to friends' houses and 
if they had food that you weren't allowed at mm-hmm. home. Oh my god! Like the first thing I would do when I go to my friend's house is look in the fridge. <laughs> but I would, then I would start asking the higher power, be like, "Hey, yeah. higher power, could you help me? I'm about to walk in to a, a, a you know a Christmas banquet. Yep. And I don't want to. I want to have some control. Um, and did it help? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. See, yeah. okay. I don't believe in anything. Um, like I believe you die and that's it, and there's nothing controlling anything. I'm very like nihilistic. <laughs> um, truly have no faith. Um, <laughs> but I do believe that like you consciously going like, and I think it's almost like a manifestation where you're like, yeah. okay, today I'm going to exercise and I'm going to treat my body right. It's that. It's just it's saying it it's saying it out loud and like reminding yourself of it it's having that vision board it's like those totally. and things. whatever it is that you that if it's the vision board if it's the higher yep. power, whatever like whatever yeah. helps you um together but i feel like i derailed your thing around spirituality no but, okay um, so it's what you said is okay spirituality actually, is your yeah. is a tenant of your identity let's say christianity was like a part of that that influenced the spiritual it was an opening right to that, totally yeah. I never saw, like, so I'm Jewish. I'm not religiously Jewish. I'm culturally Jewish. That would 100% be part of, like, how I identify um, because it influenced. I would say Judaism is part of identity, and then I would also say, like, family values, blah, blah, blah. But being overweight was not, is not an identity, but is it, like, in the circle that is around identity? Yeah, because it made me funny, and it made me, uh, generous with time and energy and love. And it made me like empathetic and all these things. So it influenced all these things, but I don't know if it is cultural to Australia. Like, and I also, again, like kind of coming back to this, that second show, I just walked out of that show and was like, so how was the second show? We heard about the it first was, show. What so was the, the second, second show? Show, first show I did jokes that I have, they worked, blah, blah, blah. Second show I went up last as, um, as kind of like a headliner and they had all done these like personal intimate stories about being overweight and things their parents would say to them and experiences. And I was like, Oh God, was it being funny? Was it more um, like a moth storytelling? It was it? like a hybrid. It was definitely a hybrid. It was a small crowd. A lot of the people in the crowd were either friends of or were overweight themselves, which was interesting. Um, so I kind of did, I integrated a lot of my personal jokes into kind of these stories, just quick anecdotes of like, you know, it's funny when you're on an airplane, like you're so conscious of your body. And I would, when I would fly from Australia to New York, now I get an aisle or a window, but I would sit like this the whole time. I would sit with my arms crossed because I was so worried that I would take up one of the um, oh, yeah, yeah, armchairs, yeah. but fuck you. There's an, I'm supposed to have one of these armchairs, but I was so conscious of being overweight and being so like in your space as an overweight person that I would like make myself small. And I was like, that's insane. Like I paid for a seat. I should have an armchair just like the guy next to me. And it's like, but I wouldn't, I would literally not touch either armchairs and I would be uncomfortable the whole time. So I like told, I would just a long flight. And that's a long, that's 15 hours of me being <laughs> incredibly uncomfortable. Um, so it was like a lot of that. I was just kind of giving, and like speaking about my mom and my dad and, and growing up and all that. So it was a lot of like jokes that exist. Um, mixed with like just per, like more just story based whatever about being overweight because a lot I also touched upon a lot of the topics they all had spoken about um but it was weird because when I walked out of there I was just like I still don't think fat or overweight is part of my identity and I don't know if that's because I've always envisioned fixing in quotation marks it like at some point I will be a regular weight um and I I spoke to so I just started seeing a therapist which is interesting 
And I told her a bit about this and she was like, do you have any friends who you think have similar bodies to you? And I was like, no, honestly, since I was a kid, I've always been kind of the fat, funny, cute friend in the group of beautiful women. My friends have always been these like beautiful, attractive, stereotypically cute, like girls. And then I was just always the funny friend. And then there's me. Yeah. And then there's me, like all the boyfriends loved me. I was like the coolest one in the group, all that shit. Um, and she was like, I do think figuring out your identity or just understanding yourself more will come from having friends that look a bit more like you because then you have conversations where your friends don't reply to a text that you're asked to do a fat show with like, yeah, you can do your material there. And it's like, if you knew me, you would know none of my material is about about being fat. If you actually knew me, you would hear that my material is all about but my I, parents, my family, yeah. my life. And like, then the, even the other reaction of like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's also a, oh, are you ashamed? Like, yeah, is there it's, some shame yeah, in this? 100%. You know, yeah. And it's like, she was, she interesting was like, I mean, it might be good for you. But then also I'm like, I'm not going to go and try to make a fat <laughs> friend. Like what? Be like, are you fat? Great. Let's just be friends. Like if I haven't happened to ha- happen upon someone who's like overweight and we get along well, like it doesn't matter yeah and I think that probably harks to the fact that I also don't I don't think about maybe I do need to think about it more but no, I, I just don't I, don't I think about it in a very particular way Wait, you know this I mean I know I'd be curious to hear your thoughts of like I know Ellen mm-hmm. generous mm-hmm. uh you know when she came out she's continued to do stand-up afterwards yeah. for a while and the gay community would get really upset that she wasn't doing enough gay mm-hmm. material. And she's like, I'm not, that's not like, that's I, not I think my whole that's thing. That's not my identity. Mm-hmm. That's not what I talk about. Yeah. That's not what I think. So I think sometimes it just depends if it yeah. just depends. I think this is what you've been trying to say this whole time. It really just, whatever, whatever you focus yeah. on is really your identity. Yeah. And you, someone else may look at me and be like, no, I think your identity is this. You're like, but that's from you. That's yeah. what you're You're putting that identity totally. Is, I mean, I do think, and I wish, and this is something as I'm getting older, I'm trying to be better about like, if we're just talking about in particular to like relationships, like romantic relationships, I would love to be in a place where I don't where, I mean, everyone's always going to have insecurities. If I solve this one, there'll be another, but I would love to have, uh, be in a place where I would text this guy and just like, Hey, clearly we clearly I'm attracted to you. If you happen to be attracted to me, like let's go get a drink and not worry about like one, what if he did tell his friends like, Oh, Jess asked me out, like who gives a shit? And two, like not feeling, um, that like personal, like I put, I also put it on guys when I'm like, Oh, you wouldn't want to walk down the street with me. And that's my own a hundred percent my own thing. Cause I think, like that's that's me believing the world is as superficial as I do kind of think it is but it also doesn't mean that everyone is that superficial like maybe 99% of the world is like that but then there are people who are just nice guys and girls who don't judge people based on that I don't know it's can I so throw, can I ask up. a question that I feel really uncomfortable asking Lord, yes have you found someone attractive on the sort of the same weight level as you before? Okay. I think about this constantly. Um, yes, but they're very, they look very particular. So 
they are usually tall. So they're like, okay. My, sort of slims it out of it. It kind of, ca- the, and the weight is like distributed. So they're just, <laughs> they're just like a thick man. Like I always, my, fr- okay. My type, my like physical type, which this guy is kind of like this, my physical type, which my friends and I always say is like meatball or like wall. So they're very like big and they're thick. They're not like fat. Right, they're not like guys strong, with pot bellies, yeah. but they're just like, you're like, Oh, you look like a Viking. Like you're a <laughs> thick, big man. Like honestly, if you're like six foot and like, I don't even know how many pounds, but like, I also always, I'll say to my friends about guys, I'll be like, if he was 150 kilos heavier, he'd be for me. Like he'd like just this yeah. idea. I just love like a solid man. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also talking about like feminism and a, a, like female, whatever. I also like to feel like not small as in like skinny but I like someone who can wrap their arms around me and I'm like oh god like that I feel like it's you know what I mean like there's nothing nicer and so I um I think I'm just attracted to like big guys like not fat just like big like thick guys um I actually am not usually attracted to guys that are like skinny no oh it makes me feel uncomfortable oh my god yeah. i'm like i would snap you in half and that's oh, okay I feel that and i can meet this wonderful person that makes me laugh and it sort of all can kind of go out the window but if you're if we're talking just about uh wait for you you're saying i'm saying that um i was making a little uh, caveat like, yeah. on the side <laughs> where like i can have all these preconceived notions of what i'm attracted to or what i'm not and then sometimes you just meet someone yeah and you just meet them and they're them and it sort of gets lost a little bit, but um, you know, I can't yeah. say I've had that. Okay, <laughs> not sure I okay. either. But no, maybe that's I okay. I will say I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I completely like. Um, and this is where there's a double standard in my brain because I'm like, I do not find certain men attractive. Like I can have the best banter with them. But if I'm not physically attracted to them, yeah, they're going to be a friend. And so then I can't get pissed when people do that to me because I am like that too. Like I don't have a very particular, like I don't care what color skin they are or like what religion. I don't care about those particulars. Those mean nothing to me. But like I'm not going to date someone who's like shorter than me and a hundred pounds lighter. I'm just not, you're going to be like cute to me. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to pick you up. Like that's in my mind. Like I'll smoke a joint and think I'm like as strong as the Hulk. And I'll like be like, get on my back. Like, like I do, I cannot smoke. Cause I think I turn into the Hulk. I'll be like, I'll try to lift anyone near me. It's insane. The poor, guy I really like me. Like, and I'm just no. like, get on my back. And they're, they're like, I was hoping to have sex with you later. And now I've completely yeah. emasculated them. <laughs> insane. But, I so I get that because then the, then I have a very and it's not to say I wouldn't stray from that I think yeah if someone was like we got along so well and he was like hey like would you go for a drink with me I think we're really good together I wouldn't not be close off to it but I think my instinct is usually yeah, to instinct, go for a pretty yes. t- similar type where they're like either my height or taller and like pretty thick yeah yeah so if you know any if men know. who fit that description <laughs> you might look out um, oh god jess this has been amazing oh my god i wow. had this gut feeling this morning i'm like i feel like this is gonna be a i'm not gonna say overshare because that goes against oh my god i literally against our podcast. i literally <laughs> tweeted beer back going to overshare on someone else's <laughs> podcast because <laughs> i got dressed this morning and i was like I feel like I'm going to overshare. Uh, I cried. <laughs> Wait, can I ask? Oh, yeah. Do you have any advice for me as a woman who is a little bit older and I feel like we've had similar 
similar stories yeah. or like feelings, what has helped you? Because I'm in this part where I'm just like, I love, I also love advice. I find it very fun, but it's so interesting to me, like advice to your younger self or advice, even from someone who's like spoken about intimate topics with so many people at this point, like just like any kind of wisdom. I'm curious. Uh, oh, I'm like, it can relate wow, to me. That's so lovely. General. You asked that. <laughs> I am definitely still on this journey. Mm. Um, I think there's a little bit now. I've, I feel like I've kind of gone on a bit of a full circle. Yeah. With it all, and I'm actually trying to embrace a little bit more of the magic of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because it has been so like, oh, it's my, f- oh, you know, oh, it's my body. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah. Oh, it's my, I reject them. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Um, that I am just recently, like I went on, I met, uh, I had to have a coffee with someone, uh, last week and it's something to sort of to do with work. And I sat down with him and I just met and we sat down and I was like three quarters of the way through. I'm like, Oh, well, this feels like a date. <laughs> That's and Grace, I haven't told Grace. <laughs> anyway, um, and I was like, this is nice. And it was more like, um, it was just such a great reminder that mm-hmm. that these moments are supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah. And, and, um, and I need to just constantly remind my dad once said, he's like, you know, yes, you can just have a bit of fun. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I, and I feel like it's a, it's not like a words of wisdom. It's more just a moment I'm having where I'm like, it's, it's mm. okay. And I used to also put this pressure on myself that I want to be, I want to be all good when I go into a relationship. Like I <laughs> yeah. want yeah. to be not even healthy as in body healthy. I mean like mentally, like yeah. I don't want to bring someone into this madness mm-hmm. of my head. But I also think that, well, that's not the right way to look at that. Like you're, you're, this is a journey you're on yeah. for the rest of your life. And it's more like learn the skills to be able to communicate well. Mm-hmm. And to talk about it, not necessarily I have to fix all of them before yeah. I have it. Yeah. And that's been freeing as well. But, oh, my God, Jess, I'm so on this <laughs> on this journey together. Yeah. But I would say the biggest, oh, I'll leave it on this. <laughs> the biggest thing that has helped me, and Grace has been really helpful with this as well, is that we've just recently, like, rewritten our description of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment last year or the year before where, having everyone come on and talk about their lives, their love life, really. And I was like, I don't think I could be a guest on my own show because I don't have necessarily had a love life. And I didn't fully believe that because I knew I would be able to talk about it, but I, but I still didn't like that. I wasn't, well, you're still like, you're therapizing as opposed to like participating. Yeah. And but it was also, I wasn't giving any moments in my life, Mm -hmm. the gratification that they were a moment uh, uh, contributed to my love story. Mm -hmm. And I've really freed that up and I'm like, no, I have a love story just like everyone else has a love story. It's just, it's just not the whole, it's, it's just not necessarily what we think of when we think of a love story. So it's like, it's just being kind, I think to your experiences. And then Mm -hmm. I think it just like lets it, lets it, um, be a little magic pressure. Yeah. Ugh, the magic. Yeah. Cause it is magical. That's why we love those rom-coms. God, I know. And brutal. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like, you know, but then it's like worthy, you know? Uh, Anyway. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Wow. Well, that's great advice. Is it? Beautiful. <laughs> no one's asked me for love advice, like personal love advice. They asked me to like help them with their own stuff, but oh, never yeah. like a uh, 
what have you learned, S? <laughs> well, it's also, it's like you've had this slice of uh, love, regardless of what type of love from so many people at this point, mm. having that conversation, which like people have with friends every so often, but it's, I feel like you've listened to so many people at this point, yeah. analyze them set like this, their own experience. And that's like wisdom. Recently, a friend of mine has gone through a breakup mm-hmm. and in the last six months, I too went through a breakup and I'm, in the last like two weeks, I feel like I've learned more about my breakup. That's crazy. By talking to her yeah. and trying to help her see through what's happening. And even like, like she's getting upset and crying and all of this. And I'm, and I said, I'm like, let yourself do that. Like being yeah. sad's okay. And she's like, why is it okay? And I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea, but I'm, I'm fine yeah. right now. Like I, I didn't crumble and not pick myself yeah. up. I've <laughs> picked myself up and some days I'm sad again, but you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This is, but there was like a month where you cried every day. Uh, I would wake yeah. up and and look at the sky and cry because I woke up and I was like, this is terrible. And then I would stand so up and sad. try to put yeah. my pants on oh God. and I would cry trying to put my yeah. pants on. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is ridiculous. I would stand on the subway and start welling up <laughs> and I would stop it's myself so because I'm like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. You're going to make everyone else on this subway <laughs> uncomfortable because you're just going to be this sad, lonely person crying by yourself and they have no idea why. It's like so you funny. need to pull yourself together. Oh, I will say there's nothing funnier to me than being the crazy person in someone's New York narrative. It's, this it's really it's powerful that's i think about that all the time i'm like you walk i walk down the street talking to myself because for whatever reason i'm just like singing and someone's like i saw the craziest woman today and i'm like a normal person holds down a job but we've all been like i've i've seen someone yeah. like you crying on a train and being like oi oh, something yeah yeah <laughs> and you were just someone's new york story which is great you're like i got broken up with a month ago <laughs> i'm still sad yeah <laughs> yeah me <gasps> wow I okay get ah! thank you so much <laughs> honestly i loved this thank you and thank you guys like we said when you first walked in i think we're best friends now. i think we're all best friends yeah. we're going to move into this apartment together yep yep <laughs> <Love it. laughs> thank you exactly so much. thank you so uh, loved it you guys were wonderful i don't know what else we said <laughs> our program is produced and edited by essie czar and myself grace taylor in brooklyn new york with sound editing and original music by jimmy linville each episode features designs and illustrations by nancy pappas as always a special thanks to our guests for coming on and sharing their stories check out the show on instagram or on our website at essiezaroflove.com